our communion meditation is from 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2, and I'll start reading in the middle of verse 8. <clears throat> for the pillars of the Lord, <clears throat> for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for life, for health, for all of your many gifts. We thank you especially for your word, <clears throat> for Hannah's uh, prayer that we have. And we pray that you would strengthen us, <clears throat> strengthen my voice, I pray. Allow us to um, honor you as we honor your word and integrate it into our thoughts and mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Apologize. This is rough. So, the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. What does it mean that God has set the earth upon pillars? We know that the earth exists in space, in a vacuum even. And uh, how can God describe the earth like this, though, to us 3,000 years ago as an orb spinning in a vacuum? He chose not to do that in many ways. He did not share deep scientific information with us in his word. But when we read this, it is a beautiful artistic way of sharing the truth of our earth. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. He has set the world upon them. We know the world is stable. It spins in a very, very stable manner. I, I believe we could compare or contrast what is called pillars to the axes that we have. We know the earth spins on these axes. That's the way God has designed our earth to work. The next verse, he will guard the feet of his saints but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. He will guard the feet of his saints. Your feet are your pillars. So your feet are your pillars. And I believe in Hannah's prayer, what we're reading here is that she is taking the pillars of the earth, the stability of the earth, and then orienting it to us as individuals. God stabilizes our planet. He has it stable on pillars. And he's placed us on pillars that he's promised to strengthen, to keep strong. We know our pillars can be weak at times, but we rely upon God to keep them strong. Yet, the wicked are not so. The wicked shall be silent in darkness. And again, I believe you see a contrast. You have the darkness of space that we now know, looking back through time, how the earth hangs in nothing, and yet that's what the wicked have going for them. That's what they have to look forward to. When we rebel against God, it is His prerogative to cast us into outer darkness. Space has always existed 
to make man feel small. And it serves that purpose. In our time now, with the scientific advances we've made, we know just how small we are. I mean, it is incredibly small, much, much, much smaller than ancient man could have ever imagined. Yet, God values us. Man's strength is nothing compared to God's strength. God hung the earth on nothing, it says in Job 26, verse 7. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. God exists in heaven, far apart from us, far away from us. We cannot reach God. All puny man can do is look up and shake his tiny fist. Psalms 1 and 2 really portray man as that. And what does it say? That God laughs at them. So God is not afraid of puny man. However powerful on earth that puny man might be, the reality is that all who oppose God will fail, and they will not only fail, they will be broken in pieces. God is in heaven but he has full access to our earth. We cannot hide from him. Psalm 139 describes that so beautifully. God will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. God will give strength to, what's the next word? God will give strength to his king. That's a beautiful phrase. It is a possessive word. His king. What a beautiful thing it would be to be God's king on earth. And yet, I'm going to preach a message in a bit concerning one of those kings. And many people, even those that started out as good kings, often went bad. They didn't remain aware of who they were being king for. They all just ended up appropriated the kingship, the kingdom for themselves and ignored God. But yet, God's word says he will exalt the horn, strengthen of his anointed. And so God keeps giving us second and third and fourth and fifth chances on and on and on. We know this. We need this. That's what grace and mercy are all about. God rules all of earth from his throne on heaven. Jesus, we know, is at the Father's right hand. Jesus rules and will give it all to God when it's done. And Jesus endures with much patience those that malign him on earth. Uh, Jesus really is amazing, amazing. When you have the power to just take out your enemies, it is amazing uh, restraint to not do so. We come to this table as children of God, and we are kings, queens. We are children. We are princes. We are princesses. 
This is a beautiful thing. So we all have the opportunity to be kings of earth, his kings and queens on earth. But do we realize that? Do we um, revel in that reality? Our commitment at the table goes from week to week. We come here, we want to do better, we want to do better. That's what life is in many ways. It is an ongoing commitment to ourselves, to our family, to our God, to want to do better. That is sanctification. And so that's why we come to the table every week, to tell God, I messed up this week, here, 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 and here. I want to try to do better in the coming week. And I ask you to help me do that. So as you come to the table to partake of the wine and the bread, remember, this is a commitment to our sanctification. This is a commitment to take it seriously, to not just think that it happens, but to know, though, that we have a part in it, an active part. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love and for your kindness. We ask you to be with us, to uh, strengthen our walk, and to make us reliant upon you, to make us ever aware of your presence in our lives, to not hide from you, to not want to appropriate our kingdom unto ourselves, but to give it all to you. We ask you, Father, to honor yourself through our lives. We give you our lives, and we pray that you would, that you would use them and that we would not fight you in doing so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.